Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Good morning. Welcome to The Morning Beat. Thank you for joining us for another week of fantastic programming. I'm your host, AJ Gibson, joined by my girl, Michaela Gordon. If you're new to the program, welcome. Uh, if you're here all the time, we appreciate you as always. Uh, before we get into our day, Michaela, how are you doing? I'm doing good, honey. I'm good. Happy to hear your voice on this Monday. How are you feeling? I'm here. I'm here. It's Monday. I'm excited. Uh, it's good to be back at work. It was a weird weekend. We'll get into that a little bit later, I'm Uh-oh. sure. But uh, yeah, you and I have some things to talk about. Uh, but we do have a fantastic show coming up. Like I said, uh, we're going to kick things off with all the stories you may have missed over the weekend. And so what did I miss? Uh, did you hear about the story of the the people that were at the Titanic Museum and got injured uh, by an iceberg? Yes. And I do not understand that story. Also, I didn't even know that there was a Titanic museum. I've been to the one in Vegas, which I feel like you've been to also. Have Wait, you? Whoa, there's a Titanic museum in Vegas? Oh my God, listen to this. It's crazy. So it's at the Luxor. Luxor. Yes. So I had to do this Titanic themed birthday for a really big celebrity. And so no. I was like doing research. And so I went to the Titanic Museum and they give you these cards. That but also, the- why? Wait, but okay, back up really quickly. You can't just say really big celebrity. Mm-hmm. Who was? Are we talking like really big, like Donnie Osmond or really big, like LeBron James? We're talking like it rhymes with Shadell. Adele? <laughs> That's the only word you can come up with that rhymes with Adele? Chanel? <laughs> I but, love it. Well, she, rumor is that she has a residency. Is she not getting a residency in Vegas? I keep hearing that. Oh, Anyways. I don't know, but that would totally yeah. make sense. Yep, yep, yep. Now, carry on. Okay, so when you get there, they hand you like this little card, like a boarding pass. And it says um, at the very end... Like what you did for a living and if you died or if you lived. And at the whoa, end, whoa, whoa. I know if you made it off the boat, I know it's actually kind of like morbid, but I, my ticket said that I did make it off the boat and I was a singer and I was like, oh my <gasps> God. Wow. I know. I will it was say really this. Cool. And listen, and I say this with the utmost love and respect and then you know how I actually truly mean this, but you are low key sort of like a cockroach. You survive everything. I like, literally, listen way- to me. You're, you're I like a pretty everything. cockroach, but you are a survivor. Do you understand that I told everybody that we know the story about how you feel about me getting COVID and everybody was crying and like a thousand percent because the other day everyone has been, you know, getting sick. So we just have to take more precautions. And then AJ literally looked at me and he was like, 
Honestly, like, if COVID ever came, you'd be like, ugh, bitch, get away. And then COVID would be like, oh, okay. And then Lisa was like, or even better, COVID would come and you'd be like, come on, queen, let's go out. Do you want to hang? Like, let's do this. And then COVID would be like, no, sis, I'm tired. I need to go home. Like, I just can't. Yeah, I finally met my match in Michaela Gordon. Uh, not to make light of a, of a very, very serious situation. Obviously, no. if you're new to our show, we have a dark sense of humor. But this thing has been raging on for oh two my years God. now. There's not a Lambda variant. I can't. I can't. Um, But I'm sure you've got some updates for us and news on the beat. So let's let's head there now, shall we? Could you imagine if I was like, actually, I don't. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The average number of new coronavirus cases in the U.S. has increased ninefold since the beginning of July, and hospitalizations are at their highest rate since February. In some parts of the country, hospitals are at capacity, and loved ones of those battling the virus are pleading for access to life-saving equipment. As if the situation is not bad enough, new concerns are starting to arise. Dr. Anthony Fauci says the continued spread of the virus could allow new variants, possible ones more resistant to vaccines, to emerge and spread if more people don't get vaccinated. Experts are already seeing more cases of the Lambda variant, which is designated by the World Health Organization as a coronavirus variant of interest. I read that the Uh, other day. I believe it's coming out of Texas. Awesome. Should we start calling it the Texas variant? Should we call it that or no? Because China for a while did it and Republicans Mm. try to do that. Yeah, they really did. Greg Abbott's Texas is getting hit. Uh, here's the thing. I, it, it breaks my heart. It, obviously, it just, it's just just gut-wrenching what's going on around the world right now. And here in the United States, again, another wave that we could have avoided. People are pleading for their lives and pleading for life-saving, you know, treatments. We have one. It's called a vaccine. Like, get the vaccine, people. Just yeah. get the stupid shot and yeah. let's all get on with our lives. Yeah, it's Ugh. crazy because we're going to talk about this club, I think, later on. But in West Hollywood, I live down the street, so I pass a lot of these clubs. There was an entire uh, anti-vax, like, chant, stance happening all weekend long on the corner of a Santa Monica, uh, of Santa Monica and um, Robertson. And it's crazy. I mean, they, like, literally were telling people the most false information not to get vaxxed it got really heated it was just so odd i did not get it um but that's so sad all right well let's do a little weather summer's here it's queer and it's brought to you by mcdonald's um you can get a nice cold coca-cola frozen drink for just a dollar 50 and you're gonna need it because it's gonna be a high of 81 in new york 81 in la 106 in vegas 106 in palm springs 93 in houston 97 in Kansas City, 97 in Phoenix, and 88 in Baltimore. Now give us a vibe of the day, please. At the end of the day, we can endure much more than we think we can. You know what? That's the truth. I really Uh think that's to be true. All right, well, coming up in So What Did I Miss? Uh, Cleveland Indians are getting a new name and website domain. However, it seems like it's already taken. We'll discuss, but... Thank you, Adele. Hello, happy, happy Monday. (laughs) (laughs) So what did I miss? What did I miss? It was another busy, busy weekend as the Olympics over, the Olympics, as I say, over in Tokyo wrapped up. All eyes uh, move forward to Paris in 2024. But actually, interestingly enough, we've got another Olympics coming around in less than six months 
in Beijing. The Winter Olympics are already here. What a weird, weird schedule. Uh, one, one city that knows the Olympics well, they hosted back in 2012, is London. Uh, they've been sort of an epicenter of all things, you know, large event and cultural events uh, for a long, long time, including Pride. Uh, but unfortunately, they've just canceled their second uh, Pride in a row due to COVID-19. This is just so heartbreaking. I just am so tired uh, of, of this pandemic. Uh, it's the largest LGBTQ event in the entire country, uh, one of the largest in the entire world. Uh, it was set to take place on September 11th, uh, but organizers over the weekend, actually Friday, uh, decided to call off the event. Uh, it's just it's just not safe right now. And they said the final risk assessments, um, they said they couldn't adhere to all the government restrictions and have a successful pride parade. Uh, they're, I'm sure they're going to do something digital, but it's just... It's just, I'm just tired. I'm just tired of it. You know what I mean? It, it's time that we get back together. It's time that we celebrate. And and, and we, have, we have opportunities to do that through vaccines. And I just wish more people would take that seriously. Um, I did see over the weekend here, here uh, in the States that uh, football programs, collegiate football programs, are having a high success rate getting their entire staff and all of their players vaccinated. I believe, uh, like, I, a lot of the teams in the SEC are now, I think, five, six, seven of the teams in the SEC, uh, which is a Southeastern Conference, are now fully vaccinated, which is a big deal when you've got places like Alabama and Arkansas hitting 80, 90, 100% you know, vaccine rates. Uh, that can go a long way to getting a lot of those fans and spectators uh, also vaccinated. So we're making strides, unfortunately. Uh, London Pride has fallen by the wayside for a second year in a row. So sad. It's so sad. Um, okay, well, another story that's super interesting. A wall of ice collapsed at the Titanic Museum attraction, injuring three visitors to the popular tourist spot in Tennessee's Smoky Mountains. I know, adjusted, <laughs> probably not the move, baby. Uh, well, luckily, they were only injured. Yes, it's okay. The Pigeon uh. Forge Fire Department showed up on time, um, and the... The firefighters help the first responders uh, take the victims and uh, get them to the hospital. And everyone was okay. But could you imagine you're like going to the museum uh, that bills itself as the world's largest Titanic museum attraction, letting visitors stick their hands in 28 degree water to feel what passengers experienced on the cruise's ship, um, really being able to like experience it and then having something happen like a wall of mm. ice collapse. That's terrifying. Well, well, also just in an update, Michaela, I don't know if you realize this because uh, I'm working from studio. You're still at home for you know safety reasons, but we have actually been able to reach out to the iceberg and oh, we have a comment. Goodbye. Okay, no, these are not the questions we discussed. Okay, this is a very nice college. Well, well, what's not oh nice? Sorry, I just um, I think my publicist was very clear. I'm not here to talk about the sinking. <laughs> That you Bowling guys in. are idiots. SNL. I am obsessed so with iconic. you both. I'm not talking so, about it. That's not talking about hysterical. it. Publicist was very clear. Very clear. I love this. Uh, well, let's head to my home state of Ohio to wrap things up. So uh, recently, the uh, former Cleveland Indians, uh, they went through a rebranding. As you see, many of these uh, uh, sports teams that have names of Native Americans as their as their logos, as their mascots. The Washington Redskins are now calling the Washington 
themselves the Washington football team until they announced their new name. Well, the Cleveland uh, Indians, formerly, uh, announced recently that they have a new name. Uh, let's listen to the, to the audio of the promotional video voiced by Tom Hanks as a reminder. Together we stand with all who understand what it means to be born and built from the land. Because this is a city we love and the game we believe in. And together, we are all Cleveland Guardians. Okay, so I like it because it kind of, in your mind, it sounds similar to Indians. Guardians, it works. Right. Right. They did this whole thing like we're the guardians of the game of the the 21st century. We're going to continue to usher in this new era of, you know, sports and athletic prowess here in in the city of Cleveland, right? All good things. Well, apparently, the team of Neanderthals who did all of this research and did all of this focus group testing and all of these things to find this new name never thought to lock down the website. Oh because my God. here's the thing. How do you mess The Cleveland Guardians, <laughs> the Cleveland Guardians, you want to know who they are? I'm going to tell you who they are. They're a a male roller derby team okay. in Cleveland mm-hmm. who's been using that name, the website and the Facebook page for over a decade. So, I mean, what do you in the say of a, to that? Well, they're in the middle of a big trademark battle right now. Uh, and it's interesting because this could actually, if, if this goes well, if these roller derby men uh, litigate as tough as they skate, uh, they could be in for a large cash windfall that could really help take their programs to the next level uh, on roller skates. Oh so, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on this. How do you not look into the website? It's the first That's thing. That's what we, I've said. Literally, literally. We, it's listen, one job. Whenever my partner and I, my partner and I have a new project coming out soon, right? We do, yes. and we're super excited about it. And the very first thing we did when we chose titles and things like that, we looked online and we got the websites. Very first thing. <laughs> it's just wild to me that nobody thought to look into nobody. This. Wait, but but also, let me tell you, my home state of Ohio, very on brand for Cleveland. <laughs> Very, Honestly, very I feel like this is very on brand for me. Like, I'd be like, AJ, I've got the biggest rollout of my life. And you're like, I can't wait. And you're so supportive. And everybody shows and up And you're to like, I've got a new song. I've, you're like, I've got a new, or you've got like, I've got a new song coming out for Pride Month. It's called Born This Way. Yes. <laughs> and also, Girl. I have a line coming out called Savage Fenty. Are you guys into this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Support it. Splish splash, I was taking a bath. All right, Michaela. This song's an oldie but a goodie. Relevant once again because apparently the internet has broken recently over the revelations of some major, major celebrities who don't bathe regularly. Um, first, it was Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis the other day talking about how they don't 
bathe on a regular occurrence, uh, on a regular schedule. And then I saw a lot of my friends over the weekend uh, talking about this. My black friends in particular, to be honest, saying, what's up with white people? What's up with all these white celebrities right now who just do not bathe? <laughs> what do they do about what do they do about the funk? Are they just layering on deodorant and perfume and cologne to hide the scent? Uh, and, and it turns out they're not the only celebrities because Jake Gyllenhaal, not Jake... Uh, he's the latest celeb to reveal that he also does not does not bathe uh, regularly, uh, revealing that he infrequently bathes himself and his children. Um, this is wait no he doesn't is it his children I think so. as well oh, these whole families. Um, listen, this one divides people mm-hmm. because I definitely went through an era of my life, meaning most of my entire life, where. Um, I bathed every single day, no matter what. I also shampooed my hair every single day, no matter what. I also used a brand new bath towel every single time, no matter what. I'm now 41 years old. I'm a grown adult. I don't do it every day. Sometimes I do it twice a day though. And sometimes I do it zero. Um, why is this so controversial for people? I mean, I don't know. I think that, to be honest with little kids, it may even be a thing of, like, building up their immune system. Because what they do say is, like, they watch they wash the slits in the pits. So they're not, like, not bathing the kids. They're just not doing full scrub downs. But then that would sound like a bath to me. Like, I don't know what a bath looks like if you're doing slits in pits unless you're using, like, wipes as opposed to, like, fully putting your child in the bath. And maybe that's just to, like, help build their immune system and let them have, like, little germies. Um, when it comes to me showering, I love a spray tan, as we all know. <laughs> so sometimes I'll go a day without showering just to like keep the um, keep the spray tan lasting longer. And if I do, I'll do like a I'll get in the shower and do a pat. But I think that um, I don't know, like it really does divide people. To me, I really don't care what they do with their kids or themselves. Lisa is psycho like she needs to shower in the morning and at night she just makes her feel good she has a whole routine she has to do like the the scrubbing the exfoliating then the moisture then the blah, blah, blah. but that just makes her feel good you know Un- unless yeah. there's something wrong unless your kids are the stinky kid in class i think it's okay yeah nobody wants that my partner is also the same he has a very very specific routine that he does daily um but i'll say this like i wash my hair now once or twice a week uh, at most because I like how it styles Yeah, when it has a little bit of dirt and oil in it, a little bit of hair product left over from the day before. I might rinse it with water or sometimes I'll do just a dab of shampoo and just gently rub over the top of it as opposed to like scrubbing my scalp just to kind of break it down a little bit so it is still kind of clean. Um, it's interesting though because I've dated, listen, I've dated all sorts of men in my, in my lifetime and one thing that I've heard more than once uh, from dating black men is that uh, the comment that white men always smell like a wet dog and they say you all just smell different and there is a different there is a different scent and i'm only saying this because um you know my friend melinda was posting about this and others over the weekend about you know the difference between white people and black people and their and their personal hygiene and i think that we have different scents and different uh odors that we give off uh based on not just uh, the color of our skin, obviously, but our diets, uh, the way that we, you know, what we put into our body. Um, and sometimes based on your culture, that can be a little bit different, right? And for me, I I love feeling clean. I'm the type of guy that I have, I like to shower before I go to the gym and immediately after. 
because I like to have a clean sweat and then I also like to be clean right after. But then I might go a day or two where I don't shower at all. And I think it's also good too because you don't want to like, my dermatologist told me that he's like, you don't want to over exfoliate your skin because it dries it out and then you're going to have breakouts and all sorts of issues. Um, So I think whatever works for you, again, you don't want to be a smelly kid. but, uh, But I was on a reality show back in 2011, as you know, 10 years ago, I can't believe it's been that long where we lived in the wild in Morocco for an entire month and we were pits and slits all day, all day for a month. Yeah, listen. And the first couple of days, it's weird. And then you kind of settle into it and it's not so bad. But also showering every day is like privilege because I'll be honest, I used to share my brother's uh-huh. and my mother's bath water. Like my mom would go in, I'd go in, and my brother would go in and we were like kind of nasty. Uh-huh. But, You're like Laura Ingalls Wild, uh, was it Wilder? Laura Ingalls uh, from uh, uh, Little House in the Prairie. Oh yeah, we were. My mom was like psycho. But I mean like we were fine. I always smelled good. So like before you drag these people, also if you showered every day, like there's privilege in that. Calm down. If they don't stink they're fine uh, all right now coming up <laughs> coming up uh modern family star julie bowen saved somebody's life this weekend in new jersey unexpectedly and we have all the details and what's popping you're listening to the morning beat lots going on in the world of entertainment and pop culture and michaela has the latest for you and what's popping coming up momentarily but first i do want to invite you to listen to our show as a podcast if you can't listen to us in real time we've got you covered head over to odyssey.com that is a-u-d-a-c-y download the odyssey app listen to the morning beat anywhere you take your mobile device and while you're at it catch up on some old episodes uh there's a lot of content on there and please 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 invite a friend or family member to do the same uh we love and appreciate you. Uh, right now, though, it is time for What's Pop. Michaela, what's going on? Okay, imagine being on a hike. You're just, like, feeling your oats. You're trying to get within, like, get to know nature. And then, all of a sudden, you start to feel lightheaded and you feel yourself falling. You just hit your head fall and you wake up to one of your favorite television stars. This literally happened to a New Jersey woman. She said she fainted and hit her head during a hike in the Utah wilderness. Um, And when she woke up, Minnie John woke to find Julie Bowen, one of the stars of the ABC sitcom Modern Family, helping to tend her. Uh, She said, I bet. (laughs) Yeah, she like passed out and then she woke up to Julie Bowen and her sister, Annie, who's a doctor specializing in infectious diseases, uh, trying to help her become, uh, trying to help her wake up. And so thankfully, nothing happened to Minnie. She did have like a busted nose, but she was able to wake up and get the help that she needed. I mean, that's crazy. I love Julie. The whole cast of Modern Family, I just yeah, think... Not Claire Dunphy, I mean, come on. This is pretty yeah. incredible. <laughs> it's iconic. I mean, but I imagine... Mean, she- yeah, she played one of the most iconic like mothers of a, of a family in modern era, obviously, uh, modern family, uh, for what, like 11 seasons or something on ABC, it just went off the air. What would you do? Like, how, Let's just paint this picture. You wake up, and let's just say, like, who would you, like, you wake up, Michaela, and Fran Drescher is leaning over top of you, helping you get better. Um, and you're in, and you're in Utah randomly. I know. Like, how do you react? How do you react to that? 
I feel like I would think I was still very deep in the concussion. I'd be like, I'm clearly dreaming here. Like, clearly, Fran Drescher's not standing over me, saving my life in the wilderness in Utah. Like, that would be a lot to take in. But that's amazing. Oh, so wild! I saved somebody's yeah. life one time. You know that, Michaela? No. I did. Yeah. So I was. Uh, I was. I was. You, you want to hear the story? Yes. Because yes. I didn't ask you. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, right. I was waiting tables at a French brasserie uh, in New York City, uh, near Central Park, called uh, Rue 57. It's right near Carnegie Hall. Very, very busy, high-end steakhouse. Uh, and I'm walking to a table. I'm carrying a couple of martinis on a tray. And I'm walking to a table, and there's a commotion. There's a group of people around this table. And this daughter and her mother are sitting there, and apparently the mom is she's she's holding her throat, and the daughter's yelling, she's choking, she's choking. Oh, my God. I literally sit down two dirty martinis, push through the crowd, pull this woman to the side of the banquette because there were like these long benches, and there was no end cap on it. So I pulled her and turned her sideways, got up under her in a rib cage, uh, and did the Heimlich on her, three or four thrusts, and a big chunk of steak fully unchewed, falls oh. out onto her, onto her plate. Her daughter starts crying. Everybody starts cheering. I pick up my two martinis and I carry on to table 33 or wherever I was going. And I tell you what, woman never even said thank you. What? Wait, what? You know, you know what the daughter says? What? Oh, God. I always tell my mom, chew your food better. She does this all the time. Oh, my God. You're joking. I saved your mother's life. Not even a thank you. No, I mean, let alone a tip would have been nice, but I saved her life. Thank yeah. God I knew the Heimlich. Ugh. You're like, bitch, shut up. Ungrateful. Oh, my God. So ungrateful. <laughs> All right. Well, we are grateful for another hour. Coming up, we're discussing uh, a man lives out his own terrifying Twilight Zone episode, and we're asking what should be done for him this story is so cringeworthy i can't actually believe it's real and we'll discuss in the next hour welcome back to the morning beat it's almost time for news on the beat so i want to remind you coming up this hour in about 13 minutes from right now we have a conversation about a man uh, who spent three years in a mental health institute uh turns out they got the wrong guy We'll give you all the wild details. This feels like a story right out of the Twilight Zone. I can't imagine what I would do if I were in this situation. Uh, but this man is taking action right now to right the wrongs done to him uh, by his home state. And we're going to share that story with you just moments from now. So stick around for that. It's going to be a wild, wild conversation. Uh, right now, though, it's time for some news on the beat. Michaela, take it away. All right, honey. Well, the average number of new coronavirus cases in the U.S. has increased ninefold since the beginning of July, and hospitalizations are at their highest rate since February. In some parts of the country, hospitals are at capacity, and loved ones of those battling the the virus are pleading for access to life-saving equipment. As if the situation is not bad enough, new concerns are starting to arise. Dr. Anthony Fauci says the continued spread of the virus could allow new variants, possibly ones more resistant to vaccines, to emerge and spread if more people don't get vaccinated. Experts are already seeing more cases of the Lambda variant, which is designated by the World Health Organization as a coronavirus variant of interest. Now, in other news, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is facing increasing pressure, often from within his own Democratic Party, to answer for multiple claims of sexual harassment. Uh, Brittany Comiso, an assistant to Cuomo and one of 11 other women 
whose claims of sexual abuse were substantiated by a report last week by the state attorney general, went public with her accusations this weekend. The New York legislator is now poised to move ahead with impeachment proceedings, and the state assembly's judiciary committee will meet to discuss a potential timeline. However, Cuomo has indicated he will not go down without a fight and has denied having touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances. Cuomo's top aide resigned late yesterday amid the growing controversy. Very interesting. All right, another news. The U.S. women's national basketball team has won yet another gold medal, their seventh straight in Olympic competition since 2000. With six out players and at least one out assistant coach, the team bought LGBTQ representation to a global stage. With the victory, Sue Bird, the girlfriend of U.S. women's soccer star Megan Rapinoe, has earned more gold medals than any other Olympic basketball player. Uh, Out assistant coach Cheryl Reeve earned her first Olympic gold medal as a coach with the victory, adding to her six WNBA championships as an assistant head coach. Bird had seven points in the team's 90-75 victory over the host nation's team. Uh, and the other out players on the team also really shined in the gold medal game. Brianna Stewart had 14 points, 14 rebounds, five assists, a steal, and three blocked shots. Uh, however, Bird, being the oldest member of the team at 40, has decided this will be her final Olympics uh, as she completes as a pl- as she competes. I'm sorry, as a player, she celebrated the medal with a moment embracing and kissing Rapino in the stands. Uh, Rapino also did a, an incredible interview about her relationship with Bird before the game ended, which was so endearing. I love it. Congratulations, ladies. Big deal. It's already it sounds such- like you. It sounds like you said before the gay men did. The did- game ended. Before the game ended, yeah. Yeah, it sounds. It sounds like she had. She had an interview before the gay men did. Oh, no! Before the game ended. Did you see? Did you see what uh, Channel Q posted on her social media yesterday? No. Team LGBTQ earns 32 medals at Tokyo 22 or 2020. If we were our own country, we'd rank 11th in total medal count, just behind France and ahead of Canada. Oh my God, all that's the, all, amazing! Yeah, all the queer athletes and their medals at the at the games—pretty incredible. That's so incredible. Well, I'm so proud of us, and I'm just so proud to be a woman, especially a woman of the community. Now, let's get into a little bit of weather. Summer's here. It's queer. It's brought to you by McDonald's. A high of 90 in Baltimore, 90 in Buffalo, 82 in Chicago, 91 in Cleveland, 95 in Sacramento, 108 in Cathedral City. Now, head on over to McDonald's and get yourself a frozen Coca-Cola for just a dollar fifty. It's so good to really beat that heat now give us a vibe of the day at the end of the day we can endure much more than we think we can yes we really can all right now coming up a man lives out his own terrifying twilight zone episode and we ask what should be done for him next a case of mistaken identity coming up you unlock this door with the key of imagination beyond it is another dimension a dimension of sound a dimension of sight, a dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. All right, we're heading into the Twilight Zone right now because that's where the story feels like it took place. Uh, This is incredible. It took place in the state of Hawaii uh, where a man by the name of Joshua Spreesterbach, 50 years old, uh, so here's the story. He's waiting in line for a food uh, uh, for food outside of a Honolulu shelter uh, back in 2017, right? 
This guy had some mental health issues, to be fair, and he was going to a place that offers free meals to those in need. Okay, While he was there, uh, waiting in line, he fell asleep outside for just a bit. Authorities came, arrested him, or or took him away, I will say, um, and they put him into a mental health facility for almost three years. Okay, so here's where the story gets a little bit more uh, problematic. Not only did he think he was being put there because there's an ordinance that says you can't sleep out on public property. That's what he thought he was being brought in for. Turns out it was a case of mistaken identity. They thought he was Thomas Castleberry, a completely different person, and locked the guy up for almost three years in a mental health facility and it was never him would you lose your mind i mean no pun intended yeah i would Uh, i think what's so sad what's even worse is they tried to just let him go and keep it quiet like oh i'm sorry made a mistake like go ahead go be free and well they had him on yeah after it was all said and done after they realized the mistake yes yes and Uh, it's so problematic. I mean, you wouldn't want that for your for your worst nightmare. And it's not uh-uh. like he was being, you know, because I feel like some people can make the argument, well, he was homeless, so now he has a bed, and now he has, you know, food, and he's able to shower. But they were medicating him with medication that he didn't need. He was being held against his will, all because somebody made a mistake. Like, Yeah, he was given psychiatric drugs for almost three entire years. And, uh, and then he... Uh, Released with 50 cents to his name. 50 cents. Come on. I don't even, like, there's got to be a better way. And, you know, we see this here in in Southern California in particular. We have a major, major, major mental health crisis going on in our country. Um, And the homelessness crisis is intricately intertwined uh, with that crisis. Um, Back in the 1970s, I know that people who know, they know when Ronald Reagan was our president, he defunded so much of the mental health facilities and so many of those people were left out on the streets. They became homeless. And that that has been exacerbated by decades and decades of us not doing a whole lot about it. Mm -hmm. You know, now if you if you drive down any uh, it used to be Skid Row. That's where I used to see the homeless. Right. Now you drive through Beverly Hills. And there are homeless encampments That's right. on the on the front sidewalks in front of multi-million dollar homes. And not to say that those living in Beverly Hills deserve more than anybody else, but outside of your neighborhood, right down the street from you, you know, we take our dog on a walk and we have to like walk over homeless people. Yeah. Like, where, where I used to go to the gym, we used to do, um, it was kind of like a CrossFit gym and we would do like runs, you know, sometimes they make you run around the block or run down the alley halfway around the block. And we would do that and they had to stop because there were homeless encampments filling the entire alley where you couldn't even run through it anymore and became unsafe. Um, so it's, so I understand the need to try to get people off the streets. I get that. I get that. There's gotta be a better way than putting a completely innocent man behind, you know, essentially behind bars, locked up in a facility for three years and giving him psychiatric drugs the entire time. That's just well, luckily though, there I will tell you though, there is there is hopefully there could be a happy ending to the story because um as I said, he does live in Hawaii. Uh and there's an organization there that right now that's trying to help him uh yes. turn things around <laughs> and, and make this right. Um and and hopefully Hopefully they're able to, you know, to to get him some sort of help 
to maybe get him some sort of some some sort of the medication he needs or the housing he needs. It's called the Hawaii Innocence Project, um, and they're working with him now. They filed a petition uh, just this week asking the judge to not just vacate the arrest and correct the entire his entire records, but you know get him back in a position where because here's the thing: this guy's this guy's already struggling. He's yeah. got 50 cents to his name. He's already homeless. But I and mean, you have, that's that, how... you have that on your record. You're not getting a job anywhere. Well, but also it's just like the humanity of it all. Like you want to sympathize with people who are making mistakes in law enforcement. But when you don't even have enough cooth to be like, hey, we made a really big mistake. This man is 50 cents to his name. He's been held here for three years. Like, how do we help him? It just it feels so inhumane. It feels like. Like a dog being released from like a, a cage. It just yeah. feels <clears throat> so bad. And if it weren't for the Hawaii Innocence Project, we wouldn't know about this. Yeah. And we have this thing as humans, especially as Americans, where we have a tendency to place more value on lives of those who have succeeded, oh, on those yeah. who have financial, you know, who have wealth, who, who or have, have a job. Um, and, and, we, we value that over the human experience and over who people are and who they are in their hearts and how they treat others with kindness and live in the world around them. This man currently now does live in Vermont, um, and he's afraid to leave. He's afraid to leave his home now, um, or afraid to leave Vermont even. Oh, my God. Uh, I would be too. For fear of being arrested and then thrown. I just can't imagine because, like— We've seen, we've seen this in films and things like that over the years, but imagine you're in a mental health facility. And you just keep telling them, I'm not here, I'm not here, I'm not here. As it's portrayed in films, at least, it seems that everybody probably says that. That everybody probably says they're mentally fine and they don't deserve to be there. Well, this guy actually did it. Just, yeah. It's just heartbreaking. It's so sad. It's so sad. All right, well, other news uh, that's coming out. This is really interesting, and I was wondering if this is going to happen. Don't expect unemployment if you choose not to comply with your employer's vaccine requirement. New news is coming about coming out about the vaccines, and we've got those stories for you coming up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Now, one of the conversations we have often on this show uh, is one about vaccines, right? We talk about vaccine hesitancy. We talk about the need to get vaccines so we can all get back to normal life. Uh, and as the vaccines here in the United States, particularly Pfizer and Moderna, inch closer and closer to full FDA approval here in the coming weeks. Uh, and then also kids are heading back to school here in L.A. County starting this week and around the country here in the coming weeks. Um, a lot of questions about what life looks like this year, right? And one of those questions is about vaccines and whether or not employees can require that or employers can require their employees to get them. Major corporations are now doing so, right? Uh, CNN just fired three people this last week uh, who did not comply with vaccine man, uh, mandates. Um, <clears throat> major, major corporations are now, you know, Walmart, Target, they're requiring, you know, their employees to wear masks again when they maybe didn't have to in some locations for a little bit. They're also starting to require uh, vaccinations by a certain date, September, October, right? Well, here's an interesting wrinkle I did not think about, Michaela. Um, normally, if you get fired from a job by an employer, you can file for unemployment, right? So yeah. in my mind, mm -hmm. I'm thinking, well, a lot of these people who are anti-vaxxers uh, might be willing to just get fired and collect the money, right? Not possible, as it turns out. 
Apparently, yeah. apparently it falls under the sort of clause of if you're not following uh, guidelines that are set up clearly by your employer, and that is the reason you get fired, you're on your own. Not a whole lot you can do about it. Do you think this is going to motivate people who have been uh, hesitant or anti-vaxxers uh, to get the vaccine? Yeah, I do. I mean, listen, I, I feel like I don't want to be... Um, like coming down on people who aren't getting vaccinated because I don't know like their underlying conditions. And for some, I know that's a real thing. I'll just share a personal story that I was told yesterday. Uh, my makeup artist has a really uh, famous celebrity that he does. And she and her celebrity husband went to Mexico last month for a wedding with their friends. It was another couple and they were all vaccinated except for the husband of the couple, the like not the not famous husband. And so when they all got home, they all got COVID, even though the three of them were vaccinated and the the husband wasn't. Wow. And so, so, so unfortunately, the husband is now on a ventilator. They're preparing their goodbyes. He did say, I wish I would have gotten the vaccine. And they're literally, they went from celebrating in Mexico, enjoying themselves for a wedding, to now saying their goodbyes to a seemingly healthy six-year-old guy. And I I don't know if that motivates people it motivated me it motivated people that i know and love and i mean uh, i i just it's so scary right now well it's also interesting that um and i and i hear you being um and i'm sorry that your friend is going through that first and foremost and i hear you trying to be compassionate towards people who maybe have underlying issues um but a quick google search pulls up um, top 10 myths about vaccines. Number five, people with underlying conditions shouldn't get vaccinated. This myth is false. People with underlying conditions like diabetes or heart disease, for example, are at a high risk for getting complications from COVID. So it's even more reason to get vaccinated, according to uh, doctors, uh, Dr. Cunningham and others. Uh, and also people with suppressed immune systems shouldn't get vaccinated. That's also false. There are very, 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 very few people who actually... Uh, it would be unsafe to get the vaccine. We're talking very, very, very few. But I think so many people automatically self-diagnose themselves as being a part of that population that is so less than 1%. And it it ends up hurting more people than it helps. And that's what scares me. Um, it scares me that the number of people that are like your friend's husband who are, we're hearing these stories left and right, that people are on their deathbeds just asking and begging for the vaccine. And by that point, it's too late. It can't help them. And and I'm sorry that they got bad information. I'm sorry that they were lied to. Um, and I have compassion for that. But we're all, you know, we're adults. And it's possible to get the information if you want to. And I, I think that talking to your doctor, talking to your medical professional, um, if you think you might be one of those people who is unsure if you should get a vaccine because of underlying conditions. That's a fair concern. It's valid. You were unsure about vaccines uh, because you want to have a baby. And Johnson & Johnson was your plan of attack. And then they you know, they, they had some bad news come out that scared you. And it scared millions of women, I'm sure, across the country. I understand it. Take the time. you know. But here we are where vaccines have now been readily accessible to everybody, not just a certain population now for months. 
And if people aren't taking their health seriously, I'm past my tipping point of patience where I'm not willing to continue to, to alter my life and to, and to, and to not be able to get back out on the road and, and be a public speaker like I used to be to not be able to travel the country and, and go make TV appearances like I used to, because that's how I earned my income. And, and I jumped through so many hoops. I went to Europe a few weeks ago. You know this. I jumped through so many hoops and spent thousands of extra dollars to make sure that I was as safe as I could possibly be for you and for Justin, our producer, and for my fiance, of course, uh, who did not go with me. Um, and I know that's not, and that's not possible for everybody. I get it. Not everybody has the, the financial freedom to do that, and, and I'm grateful that I was able to. But the vaccines are free, and the information is free. And yeah. I just wish people would take this thing seriously because I just I can't do it any longer. You know what I mean? Well, like, I'm, I'm over it. I'm just going to say, if you don't take it seriously, the only reason I really brought that story up was to really bring light to the fact that he did say, as he's looking at his wife, I just wish I would have gotten the vaccine. Ugh. And I would feel terrible if anybody was in that position when all you have to do is just go to CVS and call it a day, literally anywhere. All right. Well, in other news, what's popping? Uh, Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters are uh, doing something with a Baptist church. And we're going to discuss in detail what that is uh, in What's Poppin'. Well, the Westboro Baptist Church is back in the news. Can't wait to hear all about this and what's popping, Michaela. So thanks for uh, bringing that to us today. Uh, But first, I do want to remind our listeners, uh, download our show as a podcast. If you can't listen in real time, head over to odyssey.com. Download the Odyssey app. Take the morning beat anywhere you take your mobile device. Now, the Westboro Baptist Church, problematic AF. They're the same ones that blamed 9-11 and the terrorist attack on America on homosexuality and our mm-hmm. shifting culture. Uh, and they've said a lot of horrible, horrific, awful things over the years. How on earth are they in the news in pop culture? Please explain. Okay, well, this is kind of iconic. Uh, the Foo Fighters are everything, okay? Dave Grohl is like a beast. And so uh, he is on national tour right now. And the uh, rockers have encountered some surprises, including a postponed concert, fighting off anti-vaxxers and a guest appearance from Dave Chappelle. But the latest surprise involves the Westboro Baptist Church protesting the band's August 5th show in Bonner Springs. The protesters were standing outside of the amphitheater, waving an array of signs that read, no peace for the wicked. God hates your idols. In the ultimate troll, however, the band drove up in a flatbed truck, each each sporting Bee Gees-influenced outfits, uh, inspired by their new alter egos, the DGs. Uh, and that's the tour's <laughs> latest gimmick. Grohl52 addressed the crowd right before the band covered the Bee Gees. You should be dancing. I believe we have audio, Justin, right? I got something to say. Because you know what? I love you. I do. The way I look at it is I love everybody. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Can't you just love everybody? Because I think it's about love. That's what I think. I think we're all about love. And you shouldn't be hating. You know what y'all should be doing? You should be dancing. One, two, you know what to do, go. <laughs> he, he threw him a dance party. 
There's no better trolling than throwing them a dance party. That's incredible. Well, here, so, That's so, so funny. So what's so interesting, though, is the, so this DGs you, you mentioned is their sort of alter ego. It's an ode to the Bee Gees uh, for their most recent album they just recorded called Hail Satan. Uh, so I think that... What is it? Satin. Satin. Oh, Satin. Oh, Hail Satin. Okay, that's why I thought... Okay, okay, so I was trying to put these pieces together. I thought it said Hail Satan, which was a joke. And that's why the Westboro Baptist people... Hail Satin? Like the okay. like the luxury like fabric? Come on. Yeah. These people yeah. are wild. Hail yeah, well, Satan. Look, this isn't the first time... <laughs> this is not the first time the bandmates got into it with the Westboro Baptist uh, church protests. A decade ago, similar to the most recent confrontation, the band performed an impromptu flatbed concert to troll protesters. <laughs> then again in 2015, the band pulled a gag on protesters in Kansas City when the group rickrolled the crowd, eventually drowning out chants and uh, creating a giant dance party there, too. I love it. You know, Listen, you know I think that's the best way to do you it. You know what's really going on here, I think. I think that what? what we're realizing is the Westboro Baptist Church members are actually just huge Foo Fighters fans. And they're like, okay, guys, yes. low-key, it's been a while. How can, the we, plan. how can we get another free concert? Here it is. Yes. We're going to bring these hateful signs out here, and they're going to pull up their flatbed again like they did 10 years ago, and we're going to have the time of our lives. <laughs> Amen. That feels totally right. All right. Well, coming up in our next hour, could we see the end of a big LGBTQ stereotype? I think this might be good, and we'll discuss coming up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We have a fantastic hour coming up for you. 8 o'clock here on the West Coast, 11 on the East Coast. Uh, in about 15 minutes, we're talking about uh, the ending of a LGBTQ stereotype uh, hopefully coming to an end. The gay best friend. This trope. We've seen it on TV shows films forever are we finally moving past it and are we okay with that uh michaela as your gay best friend you're also my gay best friend too ironically um yeah <laughs> are we ready to let go of this we're having the conversation in 15 minutes so stick around for that uh i just can't imagine life without jack i can't what oh would will, God, what would will have been jack. without jack just jack Anyways. Just Jack. <laughs> just Jack. If with that the show hands. were made for the first time today, it might be a very different relationship. So we're going to discuss I, that soon. Um, yes. Save your thoughts. I know you have some. I know you have some. Uh, I also know you can't yeah. live without me, and I can't live without news on the beat. So why don't you take it away? Okay, honey. Well, uh, lots going on. The average number of new coronavirus cases in the U.S. has increased ninefold since the beginning of July, and hospitalizations are at their highest rate since February. In some parts of the country, hospitals are at capacity and loved ones of those battling the virus are pleading for access to life-saving equipment. As if the situation is not bad enough, new concerns are starting to arise. Dr. Anthony Fauci says the continued spread of the virus could allow new variants, possibly ones more resistant to vaccines, to emerge and spread if more people don't get vaccinated. Experts are already seeing more cases of the Lambda variant, which is designated by the World Health Organization as a coronavirus variant of interest. Now, in other news, uh, the United Nations Inter governmental that's a word panel on climate change just <laughs> i can't deal with you <laughs> oh, your inner it's like your inner monologue is always it, readily like, available to our listeners i mean it really it doesn't it really does not help though that i just feel so cozy with you that i'm like he'll think it's funny like if maybe i was dealing with somebody who was like shut like shut up but like a I, professional like, it's gonna make you laugh. <laughs> so you're telling yeah, me i'm, no, I'm not a professional, professional. i got it <laughs> no no you're a professional but you like let me live my truth and so then i just want to like be silly <laughs> you're wild okay well 
Uh, Deadly and irreversible effects of climate change are already here. Unlike previous assessments, the report also concludes it's unequivocal that humans have caused the climate crisis. It states the world has rapidly warmed 1.1 degrees Celsius higher than pre-industrial levels and is now uh, working toward 1.5 degrees, a critical threshold that world leaders have agreed should represent the upper limit of global warming scientists say the only way to keep from reaching this point of no return and to prevent even more catastrophic damage is to reduce greenhouse gas emissions to zero i mean we've talked a lot about that though like that we could be doing electric cars as soon as when 2023 yeah i'll tell you this um i woke up this morning and had my morning routine and i was looking through this and i saw this article and it's it's devastating. I think it's so scary and so overwhelming that people just avoid it because they don't want to have the conversation. Like climate change is very, very real. We know that. Our earth is changing to a point where millions or potentially more will not be able to like live and survive it. You know, the fires taking place in California, the deaths taking place in the Northwest, hundreds of people have died from heat. Mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. heat. And we're talking a degree change. Like when the entire planet changed. And also, so much of it's irreversible right now. Like the ocean has already heated up and will retain that heat for so long that the 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 polar ice caps are going to continue to melt even if we stop things right now. They're going to. And our cities are going to be underwater. They're going to need to build barriers and walls to protect. It's, it's we think things like water are always going to be available to us because we can't imagine a life without it. We're in a place that is in an unprecedented drought again. Where's the water come from? Yeah, like, it's we, crazy. we gotta think about these things because I, th- you know, when my partner and I talk about having a family, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that I'll live my full life on a planet that's sustainable. That's just me. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Our producer Justin has a one-year-old. What's that yep. gonna look like yep. for the next eighty years of that? Like as a parent. Do you think about that stuff? Oh, I think about it all the time, and I'm just wondering, you know, what kind of world is he going to be living in? Like, with the world changing due to climate change, will he even be able to experience places like London or yeah. Amsterdam yeah. or yeah. Miami or yeah. even, like, Venice? It might be completely underwater. Exactly. In Venice already. So already. They were so flooded again this last year that they, 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 they've grown accustomed to going to dinner and lunch in restaurants that are a foot deep in water. Exactly. It's only going to get worse. Yeah. I don't That's know. Sorry. sorry. It's really we, scary. Sh- we should have a climate it's expert okay. on to talk about some of these things. It's a very, very real issue. And I know that people mm-hmm. politicize it like they do vaccines and everything else. Um, the science is there. Like, let's trust the scientists to do what they do. Yeah. Every, every single one of them around the world agrees. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday. All right. Monday. Well, speaking <laughs> of weather, let's get into a little weather. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Summer's here. It's queer. It's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high of 90 in Buffalo. 90 in Atlanta, 66 in San Francisco, a high of 91 in Miami, and a high of 81 in Los Angeles, 106 in Las Vegas with a lot of smoke. Uh, that's really interesting. I want to figure out what that's what's going on there. Um, also, 106 in Palm Springs with light rain today. Now, uh, this is brought to you by McDonald's, and I encourage everyone to go get a frozen Coca-Cola drink for just $1.50. Quenches your thirst and it just tastes delicious. And give us a vibe of the day. At the end of the, of the day, we can endure much more than we think we can. Yes, we can. Absolutely. All right. Well, could we be seeing the end of a big LGBTQ stereotype? Our gay best friends will discuss coming up next. 
Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Now, I'm excited about this conversation because the world is changing, right? Uh, And with those changes, uh, the things that we're influenced by and the things that are influenced by us are also changing. And for me, uh, television has always been, and film, but television in particular has always been a special place for me. It's where I found uh, bits and pieces of representation of who I am, you know, and who I want to be in this world. For me... I remember when Will and Grace came out. Uh, we're Queerest Folk and Will and Grace are the two shows in my formative years, uh, the two TV shows that kind of influenced me, and then the film Broken Hearts Club. Those were kind of where I got my sort of like bearings as a young gay man. And when Will and Grace came out, I remember so uh, deeply relating to the character of Will, uh, not so much Jack. Jack to me was like my friends, and and I love Jack, and Jack's amazing, and there's always a place for Jack. But there's a lot of jacks in the gay world, especially if you watch film and television. You think they're all jacks, right? That sassy gay best friend um, who's always just got the witty one-liners that are oftentimes more mean than they are funny, right? Yeah. Well, things have have changed a lot since Will and Grace came out and since, uh, you know, Stanley Tucci played uh, the, the uh, the gay sort of friend to Anne Hathaway's character in The Divorce Prada or... Or, you know, Sex and the City, they've got a couple of gay characters. I'm kind of curious to see how the, the reboot handles, you know, their characters now. But they were always like sassy and mean, right? Well, now as we're seeing, uh, representation is changing. Uh, the gay characters are sort of just treated as if they're just humans. Imagine that. Uh, shows like Euphoria, where they're handling not just gay characters, but trans characters. And, and they're just that. You know, our good friend, uh, Lacey Mosley, she's, she's been on our show, uh, just nominated for an Emmy for Black Girl Sketch Comedy Show on HBO Max, uh, is also, she plays Harper, uh, who's the best friend of iCarly in the iCarly reboot, Miranda Cosgrove's best friend. And she plays a queer character because D- Lacey in real life is bisexual. She's a queer black woman. And she plays that on the show. And the, you know how they introduced it on the show? And this is a show that has a pretty young audience, a demographic who grew up with iCarly. Uh, she made a comment about a date she went on with a girl, and that was all she said. It was a passing I love remark. it. I love it. I love there was it. No, there was no big coming out story. She's not a mean character. Uh, and I think it shows growth. I, I'm kind of curious to know what you think of this new era of queer representation in TV and film. I mean, I'm just loving it because it's making it not a thing. I think that, you know, the gay best friend actually ended up being really problematic later on in life because I think that it, like, how do I say? I feel like a lot of women, for example, were like, oh, that's my gay bestie. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I'm totally down with yeah, the we're like, culture. Yeah, like we're an accessory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're totally like, we get it. We're so like, uh-huh. We totally get it. Yes, queen. Okay, yes. You know, as opposed to really just understanding and having like a diverse group of friends, if you had that one gay token friend, then like you were cool. And then the gay best friend was always sort of put in a position to be the performer, to keep... Uh, to be Jack. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's sort of what ended up happening. And I think that what's really nice is you say this quite a bit. You don't want to be a gunkle. You just want to be an uncle. Like the gay uncle is too much. And I feel the same way. Like 
at the end of the day, I just want to have a diverse group of friends. You're my best friend, not because you're gay, although that helps us have a lot of things in common because I am as well. But I'm not like, this is my gay bestie. I'm like, this is AJ. You know, like that's yeah. that's all yep. it needs to be. And I, I think that when you start taking off like these really intense stereotypes people can then live more authentically like maybe you don't want to be jack maybe you have more of a personality yeah. that's really quiet and you're a reserved. thousand percent listen i will tell you this i love myself like i love myself a good dinner party at kiki with all my gay friends right and there's there's something definitely to be said about the sort of banter that we have with one another and i think it's really fun and beautiful and a really cool part of our community i think where the problem is that i think that so many men um, especially my generation and older, I'll say, and this might sound controversial to some people because I don't think some people are even realize how much trauma they've endured over their life and how much they've been relegated to that, that gay best friend trope and that stereo stereotype. Um, and gay men are witty and they're sharp with their tongues. And sometimes they're so, so mean. And that meanness comes as, uh, from a place of hurt and as a defense mechanism, I'm witty because I've had to be my whole life because I've had to be on my toes all the time from the time I was a little boy and I've had to be a little bit smarter and a little bit funnier, a little bit faster than every single other person in the room so I can keep myself alive. And and there's a lot of trauma in that. And I don't think a lot of gay men really, in particular gay men, because I think traditionally the gay man has been the stereotypical best friend in these in these situations. It's very rare do we get to see lesbians represented as, as anything on any sort of television or film other than like these sort of sexual, you know, stereotypes, these hypersexualized fantasies and fetishes. Yeah. And that's a whole different conversation that we definitely have on our show and we will continue to have. Yeah. But as a gay as a gay man, uh, I'm done with it. And you mentioned the Gunkel thing. Somebody commented on my social media the other day. I posted a, a photo of, of my nephew, um, and and he's. I got a gunkle response, and I said, no, I'm not a gunkle. I'm not a gunkle. I don't like that. I don't like we do that to ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's a cute, funny little thing for social media, maybe for some, but for me, it's not. I'm an uncle, and I don't want the differentiation. I'm not getting gay married in June. I'm getting yeah, married. Just married. And, I, and, I, and I think that for so long, especially the generation before us, and my generation, to be fair, I'm 41 years old, we accepted what was given to us because it was better than what we had. Yeah, but those and times are oh, those times are long. And if you don't gone, know, I'll, honey, I'll tell you what. I feel the same way. I've always had to be funny and like the clown uh, to be accepted. And Lisa challenged yep. me uh, last night. It's a long story, but she said when you go on stage tomorrow night and you sing in front of the quote unquote cool kids, they're like all this straight, very privileged people, like an audience. I don't, you know, no, no. She said, I don't want you to say one word. Beyonce wouldn't say anything. Just go on stage and sing. And I was like, yeah, okay. I didn't say a word. Went on stage. You don't have to make a self-deprecating I, comment nothing. about yourself. You don't have to make fun of yourself. And you know exactly. what? It was the best show I ever had. So yeah. I know we have these. Because we do it because we think we got to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we think we got to beat people to the punch, right? Yeah. You got to be. If, if you say it about yourself, what you think they might be thinking about you before they they might actually just be thinking, "Damn, she's stunning and yeah. she can sing." Hey, I really like AJ, and you're like, "I'm an idiot," and they're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so adios, yeah. gay best friend, and the TV shows and the movies. I'm good. I'm good to see it. Go. Yeah. Welcome just to best friends. All right. Well, coming up, our takeaways from the 2020 Olympics and results of the team LGBTQ. Uh, We've got thoughts. I know AJ really does. I just think a lot of people are hot. We'll discuss next. 
Welcome back to the Morning Beat. After a couple weeks of fierce competition, the Gay Olympics are finally over. Uh, and I say Gay Olympics, and that is a—I shouldn't even say—I should say the all-inclusive Olympics, the Queer Olympics, uh, because more LGBTQ plus representation at this Olympics uh, than ever at any time in history. We shared earlier uh, this on our Channel Q Instagram account. Go check it out. We are Channel Q. Uh, that if the United States. Uh, or if the LGBTQ population uh, who competed and won medals at this Olympics were a nation, they'd rank, rank 11th overall in the medal count, uh, sandwiched on either side by, I think, Spain and France, I believe it was, or, or the UK and France. France and Canada. France and Canada. There it was. Behind France, ahead of Canada. Yeah, pretty incredible stuff. Uh, but at the same yeah. time, the Olympics TV ratings plummeted by about half, 49% compared to 2016. Lots of speculation as to why the numbers were down. I think a couple of things. First and foremost, we're in a global pandemic and we're watching sports with no uh, audience members, no fans in the stadiums, which I think was weird. Yeah. I think also we're traumatized by the by the last couple of years. Uh, and it feels like the Olympics, while they were special, and I did start to watch by about the second week, um, it feels like there are more pressing issues at hand. There are more important things right now, like us trying Listen, to survive. Not only us trying to survive, we're living in such weird times, but old behaviors are being called out and they're being changed. And these, this whole thing with Simone Biles was really a huge eye-opener. Um, and I think Shikari Richardson, I think that just... I'm going to say women very specifically because it was very two-folded for women. I mean, we had like Simone Biles who talked very openly about mental health. Then we talked about Megan Rapino launching a CBD line when Shakari Richardson couldn't even run because they found weed in her blood because she had dealt with the loss of her uh, biological mother and was told yeah. that on air by a journalist. Yeah. Who lives and in a state where weed is, recreational marijuana is completely legal, by the way. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then you're seeing these cis white Women, although a part of the community, uh, you know, still doing well. And then Candace Owens is dragging them for kneeling, but they're not kneeling. And, you know, this is the first time I think that with the Olympics, like it's just social media has helped in a lot of ways. And it's poisoned uh, these athletes in a lot of ways. They have a lot to live up to, a lot to read, a lot to yeah. answer well, to. People, I think Americans in particular have these expe- expectations of athletes that they're supposed to just literally like, uh, what was her name? Tommy Lawrence said to LeBron James, shut up and play basketball. Yeah. Shut up and play sports. And I, those days for me are long gone. Mm-hmm. No longer is that acceptable. Uh, mm-hmm. Because we, we can't we can't hold our athletes to an expectation to a to a level of expertise and expect them not to break from time to time or to be human and vulnerable. I don't want to say the word breaks. I don't think it's even breaking. I think it's a, a revelation of who they actually are and what they're going through and that makes them human. And I think it's beautiful. Uh, I also want to point out that not only queer representation uh, at an all-time high uh, at this Olympics, also two-thirds of the medals that America brought home this Olympics were brought home by women. It took our men's track and field team until the very last day of competition <coughs> to win their first gold medal in the 4x4 relay. Our women carried us this Olympics. You know, maybe the soccer team didn't win gold this time, but they won a bronze. Our women's basketball team won a gold. Our women's volleyball team, for the first time in our nation's history, won the gold medal. 
And this is a this is a country where volleyball is very very popular and has been for decades. Um, and it's the women who carried the mantle. Uh, I also want to give a special shout out uh, to the very first uh, openly trans female athlete to medal at the Olympics. She took home a gold. We're talking about uh, Canadian soccer star Quinn uh, made history. Beautiful moment. Beautiful moment. Uh, and I think it needs to be celebrated. Um, I mean, there were some lighthearted highlights. Tom Daly knitting a sweater to me. He's like the hottest little guy ever. But also Tom Daly's like still 12 years old and it's like his fourth Olympics. How's that possible? He's been competing since he was a little baby. Um, married to Dustin Lance Black, the uh, creator behind uh, the mind behind Milk, the Harvey Milk film that came yeah, out years ago. Yeah, yeah. Sean Penn, I think an Oscar, or at least a nomination. Um, a lot of really good things happened this Olympics. And if woke culture, which is also being blamed for some of the decline, uh, is part of the reason, then I'm okay with that. If we have a little bit less people tuning into the TV and a few more people uh, tuning into their family and friends and their neighbors and people in their community and showing them love and, com- and compassion, mm-hmm. I think that's a good trade-off. <clears throat> I'm okay with that. You know? Yeah. And also, and also, I do want to point out, like, NBC, to be fair, pointed pushed so much of their programming onto their Peacock streaming service to try to build those numbers that, of course, their numbers are down on TV. Of course they are. The, the world yeah. has changed so much in five years. Think of how many so, things you stream. Oh my God. Were you streaming five years ago? No. no. Most people weren't. But now mm-hmm. they are. And so yeah. so to try to blame it on like too many queer people or too much woke culture, too many black athletes speaking out, people taking a knee. There's no national anthem before any of these matches at international competitions. They're not taking a knee during the national anthem, Candace Owens. They're I just know. taking a knee. Show up. Yeah. So like, eh. like I, listen, I'm, I'm all for a little more compassion. I am uh, too. If, if the ratings suffer because of it, so be it. So be it. Times need to change, especially for women. All right. Well, coming up in what's poppin' big news coming out of Lisa Vanderpump's camp, uh, and it has to do with her daughter, Pandora. We've got the details coming up next. It's time for another round of what's poppin' here on the Morning Beat, where Michaela brings you up to date on all the latest in pop culture and Hollywood entertainment news. Uh, Lisa Vanderpump is uh, the, the star of this round of what's poppin', so I'm probably going to take a nap because I can't stand her. Uh, but that's neither here nor <laughs> there. I do want to remind our listeners our show is also a podcast, though, so if you miss anything, download the Odyssey app, listen to the Morning Beat wherever you take your mobile device. Uh, now, why is Lisa Vanderpump back in the news? I've never watched Vanderpump Rules. I, I praise the day she walked away from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The ratings have gone up. The show's never been better. I think she's problematic. Uh, but she's sort of in the news again. What do you have for us? Okay, so Lisa Vanderpump is like a super dog human. Like she like is a she's a mom to a son and a daughter, but she's like a dog mom in every kind of way. But it's so funny that you mentioned uh, Vanderpump Rules because all of the cast members literally had children all at the same time. Like Lala had her baby, Stassi had her baby, Sheena had her baby. Well, they were all getting fired. They needed needed to do something to keep them relevant. They needed something. (laughs) Well, now maybe so does Pandora. Pandora, the daughter of Lisa Vanderpump, is poised to become a mama. Lisa Vanderpump made an announcement that her 35-year-old daughter, Pandora Vanderpump, um, is pregnant and they are expecting, I believe it's a little girl. Um, and they're really excited about it. You know, listen, whether you like these women or you hate them, it's really special to become, I think, a mom and even more special to become a first time grandma. I think she's going to spoil the babies rotten and um you know it's really exciting 35 i feel like is a good age 
And uh, everyone's just overjoyed, over the moon. And so it's really exciting. Listen, I'm happy for Lisa Vanderpump to become a grandmother. I'm still a human being. I hope that she's a great grandmother. I'm sure she'll spoil. You know, becoming a grandparent can change you too, for the better. Uh, totally. And, 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 and sometimes the relationship you have with your grandchildren is different than that maybe you might have had with your kids or or maybe it's different from the persona that we see on TV. Um, so I will wish her nothing but the best and I will still continue to not turn in, tune into Vanderpump Rules. Is that show still on? Did they get <laughs> no, canceled? No, I don't or are they still think on? so. Okay. They might be filming, I think, because Lala and Sheena are still attached, but I'm not sure. I, I've I also so. I've also never been to Pump uh, on the corner of Hollywood, or Santa Monica and Robertson. I've also never been to Tom Tom, although I would go to Tom Tom because it looks hella cute. Yeah, I like Tom Tom. I even like Pump, to be honest. Oh, I hate saying it, but I do. The surgery is beautiful. Okay, that's oh, it. is it really? Okay, yeah, good. I know. I love it. All right, well, coming up, speaking of families, can this family ever be repaired? I'm not going to lie. When our producer sent us this article, I literally answered with, um, cringeworthy. We've got the details next. <laughs> Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We have a fantastic final hour coming up for you uh, in just a few minutes, about eh, maybe 15 minutes or so from now. Um, we're talking about a family that, whew, they've been hit with some unforeseen circumstances that apparently took place a decade ago. They're just now uh, being brought to light. Uh, I, I don't want to give away too much. The story is very, 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 very complicated. Uh, I will just say this. It involves... Uh, a young man and his bisexual boyfriend and this young man's parents. It gets kinky. It gets twisted. It gets really weird. This story came out. Uh, Queerty did a did a uh, expose on it this weekend, and it is wild. Wild. Uh, so yeah, things are gonna get things are gonna get sweaty. They're gonna get hot in here, and they're gonna get yes. very very uncomfortable very mm-hmm. very soon. So stick around for that conversation. In the meantime, let's be adults and do some news on the beat. Okay, well, the average number of new coronavirus cases in the U.S. has increased ninefold since the beginning of July, and hospitalizations are at their highest rate since February. In some parts of the country, hospitals are at capacity, and loved ones of those battling the virus are pleading for access to life-saving equipment. As if the situation isn't bad enough, new concerns are starting to arise. Dr. Anthony Fauci says the continued spread of the virus could allow new variants, possibly ones more resistant to vaccines, to emerge and spread. If more people don't get vaccinated, experts are already seeing more cases of the Lambda variant, which is designated by the World Health Organization as a coronavirus variant of interest. Now, another news, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is facing increasing pressure, often from within his own Democratic Party, to answer for the multiple claims of sexual harassment. Brittany Comiso, an assistant to Cuomo and one of 11 women who are making claims of sexual abuse, were substantiated by a report last week by the state attorney general uh, when they went public with their accusations this weekend. The New York legislator is now poised to move ahead with impeachment proceedings and the state assembly's judiciary committee will meet to discuss a potential timeline. However, Cuomo has indicated he will not go down without a fight and has denied having touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances. Cuomo's top aide resigned late yesterday amid the growing controversy. Do you think that's a good thing that he resigned or no? The aide? Yeah. I think the aide was a female too, right? Yeah, it was a top aide. It was a female. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, if this many people are making accusations and the study had these findings, 
it's tricky because I think Andrew Cuomo might fully believe that he did nothing wrong, and that's part of the problem, that we've allowed this sort of uh, behavior with men in positions of power, and men in general, forever. And people are being held accountable now. Uh, I, do, I am proud as a Democrat uh, that Democrats are saying, no, this isn't right. I don't care how powerful he is. I don't care if he's the most popular governor we have in the entire country. It's not right. You got to go. Totally. And I think I think that shows a major, major stark contrast between how Republicans handle similar situations. Um, and and I, I, listen, I think for the for the good of his state, he should just step aside. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. All right. Well, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's uh, brought to you by McDonald's. It's here and it's queer. It's going to be kind of hot today. It's a high of 108 in Palm Springs, 93 in Houston. 106 in Vegas, 81 in Los Angeles, a high of, sorry, my phone phrased. Uh, <laughs> <Phoenix>. <laughs> did you say, also, did you say my phone freezed? Yes, I did. Your phone froze. It, it froze. My phone froze, honey. Well, so did your uh, brain, apparently. Oh, thank you. The weather's not frozen, though. 90 in Atlanta and 88 in Buffalo. It's super hot. So head on over to McDonald's to get a frozen Coca-Cola drink for just a dollar fifty and enjoy your day. Now, give us a vibe of the day. Frozen Coca-Cola, just like Michaela's brain. Uh, here's yeah. your vibe. At the end of the day, we can endure much more than we think we can. Oh, Lord, I hope so. Oh, Lord, I hope so, too. All right, well, coming up, I don't know uh, how much more this family can endure. Find out um, how this these parents totally just betrayed their child, and if it can be repaired, we'll discuss. It's cringy coming up next. All right, so... This story is wild, is the best way I to guess. explain this. Queerty did a story this weekend uh, that involves a young man and his boyfriend and this young man's parents. That involves <laughs> sex. It's a lot. So, this guy's 24 years old. He's in a relationship with a 31-year-old man who also happens to be bisexual. Okay, so over the weekend, he decides to bring him home and show the family for the first time to meet his parents, because that's what you do when you care about somebody. If you're taking him home to meet the parents, chances are you think this could be the real deal, like a long term sort of relationship. And you want your family to to get to know the person that you care about. Right. Well, he does that. He's thinking, well, like anybody would think that you're taking him home to meet the parents. And this is going to be the first time they've ever met. Turns out. Not so much because his parents had a threesome with this guy 10 years ago. Oh, my. No. 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 Hell no. I mean, it's so much to unpack because also, like, I would never want to think about my parents having a threesome. Like, I literally could live the rest of my life without that knowledge. But then for, like, me to know that my boyfriend knows my parents look, like, naked and also were, like, um, pleased by them. Like, I, it's so, like, (laughs) I literally, babe, can't. Yeah. So here's the wildest thing. So the boyfriend, the bisexual one, is 31 years old. He says this was during his big bi slut phase. Those are his words. Uh, And I think slut shaming is not okay, but uh, that's how he referred to himself back in the day. So when this happened, when this hot little 
threesome went down, I don't know where it happened. I hope it wasn't in their home because his current boyfriend, whose parents this, this, these two people are, was 14 at the time. He might have been fast asleep in the bedroom next door while his now boyfriend was banging his mom and dad. Like, that's it's, just a lot you, to wrap I, my brain Okay, around. like, hello, like, babe, like, listen to me. You, like, I love you so, I love you so much, I want to punch you in the friggin' face sometimes. I love you so much. I still... Well, now I really want to punch you. I still don't even <laughs> want to think about, like, what you do in the bedroom with a meal. Like, I love you, I want you to, like, live your life. I, I just, I don't want to know what people are doing, let alone my parents, let alone where I was at, what day this may have been. Like, then do you go back and think like, oh my God, was it when they went on vacation 10 years ago? Yep. Like, nothing is the same. And right. honestly, well, I would be nervous to think, because you know, like people are animalistic and weird. Like, what if like Sunday for Sunday dinner, the dad's like in the kitchen cooking and all of a sudden the new boyfriend is like cutting onions or something. I, I don't know. I'm not really good at like fantasizing like role play, but like. And then the dad, the dad yeah, him or something. Yeah. I like hear, if I hear they're exactly like flirting or something because they get what had one experience like no. Well, here. OK, so here's where I stand on all of this. I think that. There's nothing that was wrong that was done. I think that this this 24-year-old found out more information. And by the way, this was brought to uh, sex therapist Dan Savage uh, during his advice column, uh, Savage Love. Uh, and he says, in 30 years, I, I rarely get shocked. I rarely get like, I'm at a loss for words. I'm kind of at a loss for words now. But it's important to keep in mind that this, this kid's parents were doing something that many people... I've had threesomes. They were a blast. You know what I mean? And... If you're all consenting adults, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, the church designed this idea that just one person and one person together for all eternity. You know what I mean? Like, we're all adults here. So, they did nothing wrong. His boyfriend, who's now, you know, in his 30s, did nothing wrong. He just happened to do something that came back to bite him in the butt a decade later. Now, if this 24-year-old decides to not stay with him, I'm okay with that. I understand that might be a, a a bridge too far. Um, but I think that the most important thing, and, and Dan Savage does talk about this a little bit, is having some humor about it. If you're going to work through this, you have to be able to be like, a boyfriend banged my parents. That's weird, but it's also kind of funny in a weird way. I, 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 have, I think I'm I think missing I have, humor, babe. I... <clears throat> I, 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 I'm sure you are, <laughs> but I also, I remember being a teenager and hearing my parents have sex one time. I was up late, probably later than I should have been, watching TV in the living room. My mom's going to kill me. And I heard oh, noises coming from my parents' bedroom. And I was like, God. oh, God, nope, got to go. Oh, I, went upstairs, I, went no, upstairs, no. <laughs> I went upstairs and I went to bed. And But I also, I also am like, in some way, I'm like, well, at least they're still intimate. That's kind of cool. Like, didn't know if they were still doing that. You know what I mean? Because we like to think of our parents as like these like non-sexual beings, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, teachers, right? We think of them as not sexual mm-hmm. beings. You're going to be mm-hmm. a mom someday, and you and Lisa are still going to be doing some nasty, nasty stuff behind the privacy of your clothes. Yeah, I'll just make door. sure that they're just... 10 years older than us so that we uh, <laughs> don't run the risk. Well, honey, 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 to be fair, Lisa's at least 10 years older than you, and I'm 10 years older than my partner. Uh, fine, we, we then we're going to fine, then we'll have sex with 80-year-olds. <laughs> just keep it safe. <laughs> well, I've always said though, and for me personally, I don't know if I'm still this way and I don't ever have to think about it again. So I guess I really haven't. But I personally, just on like an ego level, 
couldn't date somebody who's bisexual. You've talked personally. about that. Mm-hmm. It's hard enough. Yeah, it's hard enough for me to like know like what I need to keep my eye on when my partner and I are out. We're at the gym, we're at a bar, we're at a club, and I can compete with men. I, honey, there are men all over this planet that are way better looking than me, but I know I, I can hold my own with any man on this planet. I know that about myself. I can't compete with a That's woman. That's a tough part. Not a thing I could ever yeah. do. They're not a yeah. thing I could ever do. So that's where it gets mm-hmm. tricky for me. But listen, this 24-year-old got himself a freak. I love I like it. it. He's got some experience under his belt. Why don't you enjoy that experience Enjoy it. Love it. And try not to think about your parents. Great. Thank you so much. <laughs> Coming up. And so what did I miss? Another train wreck happened over at the Titanic Museum. And we've got the details coming up next. Tell me something good. We'll do just that, Michaela. Let's start everybody's week off with some really great news. I've got a story coming out of one of my favorite cities on the entire planet. I used to call the city home. We're talking about New York City, uh, Manhattan in particular. And a man was in a wheelchair, um, and he was in the subway uh, system at Union, Union Square, right? One of the most popular, busiest subway stops in the entire city. Uh, and there's a video of him that was caught on a cell phone of him uh, losing his balance and crashing into the the subway tracks. Oh no! Immediately, right? Man's in a wheelchair. He's down and out. Immediately, another bystander uh, jumps into action. Uh, this entire clip is about forty seconds long. It's not a long clip, uh, but the man jumps down there, uh, saves him from the oncoming uh, train, and gets him to Bellevue Hospital, where he's now in stable condition. Um, and I just love stories like this because here's the thing. I believe that a majority of all human beings on this planet are good. We might not always make the best choices. We might not always like show that in our actions. But when push comes to shove, if another life is on the line, people show up. And we all we often I've always thought about this. Like, what would I do in a moment like this? Would I be the hero or would I would I cower? I'd be the hero. I know I would. Yeah, you. I know a you would. I know percent. Justin would. Every single one of us would be. Um, but that still doesn't mean we can't like commend it because it's really incredible what he did uh, he saved another human's life and uh, i think it's worth 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 noting so i thought i'd share that today i think that's beautiful all right well there's another hero an israeli woman uh donated her kidney uh now despite the recent conflict conflict between israel and palestine a woman that goes by the name adit siegel was turning 50 and she decided to give a gift instead of receiving one she wanted to give one of her kidneys to a stranger now siegel is a kindergarten teacher from northern israeli and hoped her generous act would inspire others in the land of constant conflict she was also inspired by her late grandfather a holocaust survivor who told her to live meaningfully uh Siegel reached out to a group that matches donors with recipients, a search that lasted nine months. But then she was matched with a three-year-old Palestinian boy from the Gaza Strip. She wrote a note to him that said, you don't know me, but soon it will be very close because my kidney will be in your body. I hope with all my heart that this surgery will succeed and you will live a long and healthy and meaningful life. Oh, my God. That literally made me start to cry. I um, love it. What a beautiful way to, to, you know, just try to show peace. And for this little three-year-old baby, he doesn't even know. Mm. It's beautiful. Well, I love three-year-old babies. I also love me some queens. RuPaul's Drag Race in particular. Uh, We're watching All Stars right now. It's been really exciting, really fun. Um, I also will say there's rumors out there that there's an All-Stars coming out that's all the winners of previous seasons coming together. And that um, perhaps one of our favorite recent queens... 
uh, might be involved. Amen. I'm just going to say that. We were, we were watching this weekend. We were really excited. But one of the things we saw last year during the pandemic is that the live show, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Live, at the Flamingo Showroom, iconic in Las Vegas, your hometown, got shut down, right? Um, RuPaul, World of Wonder, Jamal Sims, the entire team was there putting the show together. Uh, and Asia O'Hara serves as the host uh, while they came back. This weekend, they they got they relaunched in Las Vegas, and and we can't wait to go. We need to go see them. Uh, Cameron Michaels, uh, Derek Barry, Naomi Smalls, Vanessa Vanji, Mateo, Evie Oddly, all doing what they. And I love that RuPaul brought back the same cast. Yes, because to go through such a traumatic experience, to think that you have this moment to headline a show at the Flamingo in Las Vegas and to have it ripped away from you before things really got rolling would have been a lot to handle. Um, and every single one of them got to come back, and I think it's really, really awesome. I so, love uh, that. Con- congrats to the queens in Vegas, and I can't wait to go see someday, and I hope this is the beginning of a, a long-running show that brings on many, 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 many more queens uh, throughout the throughout the year. So uh, super, super excited. Live shows are slowly coming back. They really are. I'll tell you, I got to tell you something really funny. You know, we always do Tell Me Something Good. And so I had to do a live show. And one of the songs uh, that I did was Tell Me Something Good. It was it was a song that I did for years. And I just, a little nod to the two of you. I think I will always chuckle for the rest of my life when I do that song. All of the times we've had to listen to Tell Me Something Good, even when we were in like horrible moods and we were like, and now it's time for Tell Me Something Good. Tell me something good. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so cute and I loved it. Um, all right. Well, we want to make sure that you guys stick around for Love It or Leave It with John Lovett, who is special guests, uh, representative Elon Omar, comedian Paul Shear. As always, this Tell Me Something Good is brought to you by McDonald's, which also makes me really happy. Head on over to McDonald's for a frozen Coca-Cola, just a dog. $1.50. Uh, happy Monday. Wash your hands, wear your masks, and we'll see you tomorrow. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 